we give thanks to God for Pastor Lee and our worship team? Yeah. So blessed to have them as, as ministers to us uh, today and, and every week. I'm really excited. Uh, we're starting this, this new series today for the season of Lent. Like I mentioned, it's, it's called Life in the Wild. And uh, it's, it's based on a book by Dan Wilt called Jesus in the Wild, Lessons on Calling for Life in the World. So if you're interested in getting this, this is a daily devotional book. If you, if you want to get it, I can help you get, make sure that uh, I can connect you to getting this. Um, and it's a great companion for this season. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to these conversations that we're going to have over the next few weeks about this idea of, of Jesus in the wild and life in the wild. I don't know what images come to mind for you when you think about life in the wild, but I'll go ahead and tell you it's not about like, you know, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. <laughs> but it is about three things that are very important for us to know. Uh, it's about identity, belovedness, and purpose. Oh, yeah. Those are good things for us to talk about, but they're things that are difficult, things that sometimes we wrestle with in our lives, right? Do you ever wrestle with your identity or your belovedness or your purpose in life? I do. Um, and so these are important things for us to think about and look at. And thankfully, as always, God's word has so much to teach us uh, about this. Um, there are some things that we come face to face with, among other things, uh, in this place that the Bible calls the wilderness. And so this morning, I wonder, just to get us started, what images come to mind for you when you think of the wilderness? Just, just kind of think about that for a minute. I'm not going to make you talk about it or anything like that, but, but what images come to mind when you think about the wilderness? I, I was thinking about it this week, uh, what that looks like for me. And the very first image that came to mind, I asked my mom and dad if they could help me find these pictures because I have an actual picture of what comes to mind when I think of the wilderness. And I wanted to share it with you this morning. Here's Here's some pictures of, of me, my first memory of the wilderness. Right there, that, that young man in the Superman t-shirt right there in the center. That's, that's little three-year-old me. And uh, that's my mom on the park bench and my grandparents back there next to the camper. Uh, in, in 1980, when I was three years old, we went down to a place called Fort Wilderness. It's at Walt Disney World. And uh, we camped out, and then we went to Disney World. And it was so much fun. Uh, and here, this next picture is... Uh, Another picture of me, this was, this is in my mind, this was my first understanding of, uh, without even really knowing it, this is my first experience of, of these things that we're going to be talking about, of identity and belovedness and purpose. You remember what that was like when you were a child? This picture right here, the one on the right there, that, that was me, that was my, my identity. Uh, when I was at Fort Wilderness, I was a knight in shining armor, or, or plastic armor, right? <laughs> um. I, I was, my purpose was to battle the forces of evil, which took the form of the little birds that were around there. And I would run around with my little sword and I would scare them away. And in my mind, the, the wilderness was this place of, of adventure where I was going on this epic journey alone, but, but within the safety and, and security of my, my parents and grandparents, right? That was my first picture of this, I, this sense of, of self and this sense of calling, this sense of purpose in the world, in this story, this adventure. So the, the wilderness was this place of adventure for me. I wonder if you remember a place like that in your life when you had that, that faith of a child and you had that picture of who, who you could be and, and, and what great adventure you could go on. Uh, we've probably all been there before, but, 
but we also uh, have experienced a lot of life since then, haven't we? Uh, as Pastor Lee was talking about today, uh, we all can probably think of, of circumstances in life and things that have happened and, and things hadn't always turned out the way that we thought they would. Or we haven't become all that we thought we would be. At some point along the way, we, we kind of lose that childlike sense of self and, and purpose. And, 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 and then the wilderness kind of becomes something else. Uh, maybe something more like, like what our scripture lesson is about today. In the Bible, uh, the word for wilderness is this Greek word, eremos. And, and it basically means this. It means deserted, desolate, solitary, lonely, quiet places. I wonder what image comes to mind for you when, when we think about wilderness in that way. That wilderness is a place where, where we can feel alone and isolated and maybe even, again, like Pastor Lee said, maybe even abandoned or, or forsaken. We might be tempted to wonder if God is, is really there and if he is, if he really cares. If I'm really honest, there have been wilderness seasons in my life. I wonder if you've had seasons like that in yours maybe maybe you're there right now where that place where your faith is is tested or or you're tempted to question God's presence and provision in your life there's a difference between being tested and being tempted the Bible teaches us that we'll talk about that more later but the wilderness is ultimately this place where we come face to face with not only who we are but but who God is and who God is calling us to be. So what does the wilderness look like? If you're in that place right now, I want you to know you're, you're in good company. I, I believe you're in the right place at the right time because number one, you're not alone. You're among fellow travelers on this journey. And number two, that's, that's what we're gonna be spending some, that's what this season of Lent is about it's 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 time for us to to go through this season of of thinking about and coming face to face with who we are and and who God is and who God is calling us to be and guess what even Jesus spent some time in the wilderness and what he did and and didn't do has some wisdom for us as we we navigate our wilderness together so i want to read for you this passage of scripture uh, we're going to be spending some time with this passage of Scripture for the next uh, 40 days, which is the number of days that Jesus spent in the wilderness, by the way. So there's some significance there. But we're going to spend some time in this passage. Uh, it's in your daily, your daily Scripture readings or this passage. Uh, so I would encourage you to go back and read it again and again uh, this week. But I want us to hear it together this morning. This is God's Word for us, Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. It says this. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, 
I'll give you all their authority and splendor. It's been given to me. I can give it to you, to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. But Jesus answered, it's written, worship the Lord and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. He said, if you are the son of God, Throw yourself down from here, for it's written, He will command His angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift up their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. But Jesus answered, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. This is the word of God for the people of God. And so we say, Thanks be to God. So I want to talk about this story for just a minute. And since we're here at the beginning of this journey, the beginning of this season of, of Lent, these 40 days, I want to give you just a little bit of context. We know how important context is in the Bible, right? So this story falls in between two other stories. The first story, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read you a couple of verses that come right before this story and then a couple of verses that come right after it to give you a little bit of context of what's going on here. The first one is, is right before Luke chapter 3, uh, verses 21 and 22, uh, Jesus is baptized. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven opened up and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven that said, you are my son whom I love with you. I am well pleased. Okay, so that's important. Now on the other side of that, as soon as this wilderness story is over, Jesus goes out and he starts performing his, his public ministry in the world. Luke chapter four, verses 14 and 15. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the spirit and the news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. Now, this is important. There's a pattern here that I want you to see. It's important for the story of Jesus. It's important for our part in the story. There's the story of Jesus' baptism in the water. There's the story of Jesus' public ministry in the world. And then right there in the middle is Jesus' struggle in the wilderness. I think that's important. I think it's significant. It's important for us as we understand who Jesus is and what Jesus did, but it's important for us too. The same is, is true, really. There's, there's a similar pattern in our journey of faith as well. Oftentimes between us being blessed and us being a blessing, there's this season of, of, of breakthrough uh, or breakdown or sometimes break down before breakthrough. We're, we're, we're faced with a challenge and a choice uh, to give in to that temptation or to take on that temptation and allow it to become a test in our trust of God. Thankfully, time and time again, Jesus chooses that, that second option. He chooses to trust God even in the midst of the testing, the trial, the, the questions. And so because Jesus made that choice, not only do we have grace, for us when, when we choose poorly, but, but we also have an example of how to choose wisely. So it's this double blessing that, that Jesus has given us in this story. In our scripture lesson today, Jesus takes on the temptation by 
by trusting in God's word. If you see the pattern here, Jesus, Satan intends each temptation to call into question Jesus' trust in God. That's, that's what can happen in the wilderness, right? When we get lost and confused. He, questioned, he, he tries to get Jesus to question who he is, his identity. He tries to get him to question whose he is, his belovedness. He tries to get him to question who he is called to be, his purpose in the world. And Jesus faces each of Satan's temptations by embracing God's word. He turned each one of Satan's question marks into an exclamation point for the word of God. His, his test became his testimony, the foundation for his, method, his message and his ministry in the world. And it's true for, for me and you as well. God can take those things and, and use them for something amazing, something beautiful. When we choose to trust him and we choose to, to entrust to him all that we are and, and all that we have. Our understanding of who we are and whose we are and what our purpose is in the world. Uh, the root of all of three of Satan's questions are basically this. Does God, is God really going to provide for you? And, and by Jesus answering the way he did, what he's basically saying is God's already given me everything that I need. I don't need to prove myself because God has already provided me with an identity. Remember what he says at his baptism? This, this is my son, my beloved. In him, I'm well pleased. Jesus didn't need to gain acceptance anywhere else because God had already provided him a word about his acceptance too, right? This is my son who I love. I'm well pleased. He didn't need to Jesus didn't need all the power that Satan was offering him because God had already provided him with purpose. And his purpose, this is important, his purpose wasn't connected to his doing so much as it was to his being. Does that make sense? What he did was a reflection of who he was. And it's the same for us as well. And, and, and this is in his baptism story too. Have you ever thought about this? Before Jesus performed a single miracle before he preached a sermon, before he taught, before he healed, before he cast out demons, before Jesus had begun his public ministry, God said, you're my son whom I love. In you, I am well pleased. I wonder if there are any of you here today that are striving and straining for that acceptance from God you need to hear today before you do anything else. In you, God is well pleased, not because of what you've done, but because of who you are, because of your relationship with him. That, that's what I think this story is about. And that's what happened in the wilderness. This idea of being had to be taken care of before Jesus went out on his ministry to start doing. Jesus has, he heard the call of the wild. So he wasn't phased by the questions of the evil one because he'd already received his calling from God, a calling that reflected who he was and whose he was and why he was sent into the world. Does that make sense? That's important for us because I, I believe the same is true for you and me. We have to face who we are. We need to know that who we are leads us to become what God wants us to do in the world. Sometimes we have to face our own 
broken self-image to embrace our identity in Christ. Sometimes we have to come face to face with our own distorted idea of self-worth so we can embrace our belovedness in God. Sometimes we have to face our own misguided self-striving in order to embrace our purpose. That's the challenge of the wilderness. It's what the author calls a, a naked encounter with God and ourselves. We just come, this is who we are. And we learn who we really are and whose we really are and, and why we're here in the wilderness. So the question is, for all of us today, is this. Are we gonna allow the chaos and confusion of the wilderness to leave us lost in that place of, of brokenness and isolation? Or will we allow Christ to lead us through the wilderness to that place of freedom and new life in him? That's the challenge, but that's also the invitation. If, if we look at it that way, if we, if we see the wilderness through eyes of faith, the wilderness can actually be a gift, an opportunity for us to embrace the fact that that the wilderness might just be the place that we learn how to trust in God's grace and rest in his goodness, in his love for us. Not because of what we've done or haven't done, but, but, but because of who we are. If we can do that, then we can rest assured we're gonna leave the wilderness changed by what happened there. Strengthened and built up. Not not just led by the Spirit, but filled with the Spirit and better equipped for life in the world, a life that bears fruit for ourselves and for others. Because see, the call of the wild, it always leads to change, to change in the world because it changes us, right? Because changed people change people. We become these people like like, like trees planted by the water that, that bear fruit regardless of circumstances. So that's where we're starting this journey. And that's where I want us to begin. And, and so today I just wanna leave you with a few questions to think about and pray about. Uh, what could that look like for you right now? What does life in the wild look like? Are you, are you, do you feel like you're walking in the wilderness? Does it feel like you're walking alone? Well, friends, I want you to know that because of the good news of God's grace, because Christ walked that road for us through the wilderness all the way to the cross, he conquered sin and Satan and death once and for all. Because of the good news of God's grace, we are never walking through the wilderness alone. We will never walk through any season or circumstance of life alone because God is with us and God is for us and God is working in and through and around us even if we can't see it, even if we can't feel it. God is working for our good and for his glory, which is our greatest good. And God demonstrated that to us through sending his one and only son to live and die and rise again so that we might have life abundant, life eternal, life together in Christ and through Christ. And he calls us as, as we answer the call to follow him. So the two questions I wanna leave you with to think about and pray about, they're, they're in your sermon notes, but um, I wanna share them with you this morning. The first one is, what, what are you willing to face as you walk through the wilderness over these next 40 days? 
Maybe you need to come face to face with the fact that that you don't have to be who everyone says you need to be. Or, or that image you see in the mirror doesn't define your, your self-worth or those images that you see on social media as you compare yourselves to other people. Maybe, maybe you need to come face to face with the fact that you don't have to fit in with those people or, or, or whoever those people are that, that maybe you've been trying everything you can, even, even changing or losing yourself in order to be accepted by them. Uh, maybe you need to come face to face with the fact that you don't need to do that. That you're already accepted. Maybe you need to come face to face with the fact, this, this one's the one that hits me, the face to face with the fact that, that what you can do or can't do isn't who you are, that your identity, that your belovedness, that your purpose is not dependent on your level of production, your level of position, your level of, of power. Maybe you need to hear today the words that were spoken to Jesus at his baptism. This is my son whom I love. In him I am well pleased. This is my daughter who I love. In her I'm well pleased. You are a child of God, created in the image of God. You are his beloved, called to his purpose in the world. And that purpose is to simply be who God has created and called you to be. Not for not not for yourself in your own strength, for your own glory, but for the sake of others in the name of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God the Father. That's, that's what Jesus teaches us here in the wilderness and that's who Jesus is calling all of us to be. He wants us to answer the call of the wild, to receive our calling, our, our identity, our belovedness, our purpose. We do that in and through the waters of baptism. And we learn more about our calling through the challenge and choices that we make during this time in the wilderness. And then we live out that calling according to the word of God and the spirit of God, those things that we've learned to embrace in the wilderness as we follow Christ back into the world. And so that's the second question, last one this morning. What do you need to embrace as you walk back into the world? What do you need to face as you walk through the wilderness? But what do you need to embrace as you walk back into the world? Is it your identity in Christ? Is it your belovedness as a child of God? Is it the purpose God has created you for and called you to? Wherever you are today, I just wanna ask you to, to use this, this season of Lent, this time of reflection and, and, and coming face to face with who we are and whose we are and, and who God is and who God is calling us to be. Just take some time to reflect on those questions and, and whatever else God might be laying on your heart today as we move into this time of, of response. The worship team's gonna come up. They're gonna lead us in one more song and the altars are gonna be open. If you'd like to come and pray, you can do that. If you'd like somebody to pray with you, I'd love to pray with you. Uh, if you just wanna pray at your seat, you can do that. But there, there may be someone here today who needs to, for the first time, embrace the God who embraces us in Christ. There may be someone here today who needs to be reminded that, that the God who created you in, in his image is the God who calls you by name. He desires a relationship with you and he's made a way for you to have a relationship with him now and forever in and through Christ. There may be 
some of you here today that just need to be reminded that the God who went through the wilderness walks with you through yours and desires to give you purpose and meaning in the world through the power of his spirit. So just like the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness and then led him out into the world, would you be open to what the spirit wants to do in your heart and your mind and your life today? We're just gonna spend a few minutes together allowing God to, to speak to us. And I just wanna encourage you to respond in whatever way God might be tugging at your heart. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your word and your spirit that, that speaks to us, that reveals more of who you are and who we are in you and what good work that you wanna do in and through us not to earn your acceptance or your affection, but as a response to your unconditional love and care in our lives for the great things that you wanna do in us and the great things that you wanna do in the people around us through us. Lord, help us now to just open up our, our hearts, our minds. Lord, restore and renew and, and return us to that place of childlike faith where we believe anything is possible through you. Where we can face the future unafraid because we know that we're not alone. That you're with us in any situation and circumstance or that you have given us armor to wear as we go out and, and face those battles that we have in front of us. And as we trust you, God, and as we allow you to pour out your love on us and give us everything that we need that we might restore that sense of adventure in our lives knowing that every day brings new opportunities because your mercies are new each morning so God we just thank you for this time and I pray that you just continue to work on our hearts continue to, to give us the help and the healing and the wholeness that we need to be fully alive and fully ourselves for you I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand as we sing and would you come as you feel led?